All right. So good evening and welcome to I Got You Podcast. I'm Heather. I'm one of the co-hosts alongside Keisha and Renee. Tonight, our guests are Dr. Adrian A. Gentry. That's over here to wherever your picture is. He's a speaker and a coach. We also have Corey Jackson. He's a retired Navy veteran after 24 years of service. We have Coach Grayson Marshall, the real GM, right? He's a keynote speaker and author. Then we have Mr. Linwood Lata. He is a co-founder of Stemford Peace Youth Foundation. Okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome. So tonight, our episode, we just want to take a peek into the minds of men. So what we did, we asked over 20 ladies some questions that they feel that's unanswered. So... Because a lot of things they say they don't understand how guys think. So we're about to ask a couple of questions on that. So our first question is, what is the one thing that men find confusing about women? Why does everybody no, no, smile? No, 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 hit the button first. <laughs> Who, who's first? You want to start, Adrian? Yeah. This, no, anything that you find. Did you say one thing? Anything that you find confusing about women? I'll go first. I'll go first. Um. One of the things I find confusing is the request for companionship that they seem to convey. I know I see a lot of women who actually say they want a man of chivalry, they want a man of substance, they want a man of uh, integrity, they say they want all these things. However, when those men seem to show up, for some reason, it's too good to be true. Why are you doing this? I mean, I've, I've even had scenarios where you take a woman out and open, go to open a car door. And the response is, why are you doing that? And I'm saying to myself, what do you mean, why am I doing that? I mean, that's, to me, those are things that you seemingly should expect, anticipate. But those are things I believe that women ask for at times. And, I, and in the conversations that I have, they tell me they want guys that are driven, that are vision-minded, uh, that are that are leaders. And often when that is to come, because of my age, and I'm finding women in second, sometimes third relationship, they've developed their own ideology about where they stand. And so when you go to talk to them about where you position yourself with them, there's more of a, a battle than a than a connectivity. Mm -hmm. So it's really at times challenging the psychology of now you've become so independent that you don't what man actually knows is our natural way, true men, natural way of being being uh, being the leader in the relationship. So that's what I find confusing sometimes is their request and it doesn't seem to line up with their behavior actions and thoughts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Problem child, you had something? I mean, so you basically asking for the one thing. I think it's it's multiple things. It's kind of hard to narrow everything down when it comes to the overall psyche of a woman. Um, I, I think for me, it's just what exactly a woman is looking for. I mean, when you sit and you talk to women, you get a, a group of women together. You get you get ten different women, it's ten different answers. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, there, there's one, there's no one thing in particular when uh, a woman, you know, what she's actually looking for in a man. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Anyone else? Me, you know what? To be honest with you, I've completely given up on trying to figure out what. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think one of the biggest things that I, I guess for me dealing with really is it's not a woman man. It's not a woman issue. Okay. Um, I think me and Coach have this conversation a lot. I don't understand how people in general, right? And, and, and I know we're talking about men's point of view on this thing, and, and I'm going to always take it a different direction. And I say that because it's never a man or a woman thing. It's always a people thing. One sex always wants to say, 
the other sex is wrong or there's something an issue over there. It's never a man or a woman thing. It's how people think in general. The Bible always talks about characteristics of people. It never talked about genders, right? It never, it never exposed the genders. So me saying that, I never understand how people take things and look at everything from an emotional standpoint versus look from a rational standpoint. And I find that much, I find that happens a lot more in women than it does men. And men, now we emotional, just as emotional as women, it seems, because of everything that's going on in society. But I think that's been the biggest conflict with women and men or me trying to communicate with a woman. I'm looking at it one direction from a rational standpoint and a woman looking at it from an emotional standpoint. That's what's really confusing why you can't see, why anyone can't see this is a point, this is a point, this is a point, this is a point, versus this is how I feel, or I'm dealing with my emotion, or my insecurities are, are governing my decisions and my behaviors. It's really hard for me to understand that in general. Okay. Okay. For me, it's kind of been a little bit different. It's like um, different stages of a woman, um, ages. Like when they're younger, they're hard, they have one or two that's hard to understand that may be different as they get older. So each decade, I think, it becomes a different <laughs> problem, different thing to understand. Because one of the things with women I find that they don't really understand chivalry and, you know, mm. a, a good man. So a lot of times when you're younger, they're not looking for that good man. They're looking for that bad, mm-hmm. that bad boy mentality. But as you get older, then your needs change a little bit. So then you've been through relationships. So now that, you know, that understanding may have changed to the point where now you're wondering like, okay, can this man take care of me? Can this man support me? So what I find is trying to keep up with the different stages that women go through and what their needs and what their wants are. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yes. Thank you. All right. The next question is, how long does it typically take a man to know a woman he's dating is marriage material? Ooh, it's a good one. That's a good one. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. So it all depends on the man. Let's say that. So I believe a woman can identify a man. As soon as they look at him, they can say, okay, I want to take this further, right? Just by looking at it. It's appearance. It's conversation. It's dress. It's style. It's swag. Like, do I want to go further, right? And I think most men have that same notion if they're geared towards marriage, right? So for me, you know, being who I am right now, my main my main goal and my end goal is marriage. So I I approach with the understanding is this someone I can. However, I do not lead with the notion that I'm about to jump into a relationship. Um, and I think that's where a lot of women a lot of women have that thing where oh he's playing games. Uh, when we're supposed to get in a relationship, isn't he supposed to put a a, a what is it a, a definition around what we are? I believe that's where the there's a big void between man and woman because I've understood my past relationships and relationships I've jumped in and they went left. So I find, and I guess my age bracket, whatever you want to say, is women rushing to get into a relationship but not trying to start a friendship for us to truly understand what a man is about, who a man is about, his character, because maybe it's the top clock is ticking on y'all behalf. Or, <laughs> you know, so I think we can identify early on where we're going with a relationship as well as a woman can identify pretty fast if you meet a man and he's a jerk, like, you know what? He's probably not marriage material. But I just think a lot of men hold back to see the totality of a woman's personality before running into a relationship. And I'm noticing that more and more, especially in dating now. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, we just met each other. Y'all trying to get in a relationship. I don't know you crazy. 
Oh, I gotta figure you out. You know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of women will force you in this time to get into a relationship with them or try to force you into a relationship because they're so fixated on a definition instead of being fixated on learning the other individual. You know, Doc, I, 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 I'm gonna echo parts of that. I think I'm gonna give a twofold answer here. Number one, anybody that I go out with can be the one, and that's my mindset. They can be the one, so I don't hold, I don't bring any prejudicial biases from any of my last relationships to that one. Uh, but I think a lot of people do that. They bring prejudicial uh, biases into it, and they're looking for what I didn't have, or I'm not gonna, you know, deal with this. But at the same time, for me, when I look at it, I think in today's world, the definition, Doc and I talk about this, the definition of dating is undefined because. Dating was me going out with Renee and getting to know Renee, and I might go out with Keisha and get to know Keisha, and I could do that at the same time. Right mm -hmm. now, now the minute I go out with Keisha, I have to be, I've got to define what that is because if I go out with Renee and Keisha finds out, then whatever me and Keisha had is gone. So there's no, there's really no dating anymore. It's I have to really pick and say, oh, I'm gonna try it with this one, and then like Doc said, if, if I don't find. I wait three months and I'm in it. I'm like, ah, she ain't the one. Though now, anybody I could have met during that three months, I didn't. And I couldn't because of how this was defined. So now I got to wait. So how many of those do I have to go through? Because if I if I gave it a time limit, Heather, then it's whatever, three months, six months, eight. Well, if I did that four or five times in a row, I just went five years. Mm -hmm. And I haven't really got to know anybody because let's say my dating is once a week. Right. So if I'm dating Renee and I'm dating Renee once a week, if that's six months and I really don't know, I, according to the genre today, if I'm talking to somebody else and I'm wrong, right. if I'm feeling right. like a text message somebody, then I'm wrong. And you not. so how am I going to get to know anybody? So basically what y'all said is you pick me and we're going to see if we're going to make this thing run. And if it don't, then you go pick somebody else. And that to me is what makes it extremely challenging because there is no defined the, the word dating, and I've asked people, so what does it mean when I've asked a girl? They said that if I'm spending time getting to know you, then we're dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we okay. have, we're not intimate, we're not nothing, but if I'm spending time, then we're dating. And so basically, I can't talk to anybody else. Hold on, man. To me, that's not, <laughs> that's not going to allow me to develop a relationship like Doc was talking about, getting to know you. Because I should be getting, I should be at eating coins this all the time. Everybody I meet, we're friends, and we'll see where it goes. But again, even back to that, I can't be friends with Renee and spend time with her and then try to be friends with Keisha because now all of a sudden that activity right there says either I don't like Renee or mm. I'm really, or I'm a player. And I, so it's it's very challenging for men. Right, right. So, so Grayson, let me, so you're saying, right, there's no particular time frame. I think women should learn how to kind of wait and, and see, and instead of putting a time frame on things, trying well, to get to, right, trying right. to get to look a lot better instead of saying, you know what, this is two months we're talking to each other. We should be exclusive. Is that is that what you're saying? That right. because because here's the question: Where did courting go? Right, courtship used to be overtime. It was almost mandatory that you had to win the one. Yes. You know um, by the things you by the life that you live. I mean, now if you ain't coming with a bag, then you already missing some points right now. You know when it comes down to it. And I said that this, I want to be in yeah. something from building with somebody. But now the prerequisites, it seems like, uh, what's your bag look like? You know, what's this look like? And that's so if, if those things, especially if somebody's rebuilding their lives, it's very hard to engage because when you become transparent about where you are, if the bag is an issue and you ain't got the bag, we really don't even have time to get to know each other because, and I've had that happen. Coming out of the and, and, and coach, I've had that happen. Yeah. And, coach, uh, and to add to that, coach, and, and, and doing research.
search for my book, right? The one thing that I hear constantly is best friend, best friend, best friend, right? And so a man and a woman who are truly in a happy, committed relationship are best friends long term. It's not everyone else inside of our relationship. So why would someone rush into a relationship with someone they barely know and still have outside friends they must communicate with? You're you're intimate with your friends more than you're intimate with the person you're in a relationship with. We will give the people we're in a relationship with way more grace, our best friend, way more grace than we'll ever give someone we've been in a relationship. That's because we've conditioned that. So you've been conditioned to give your best friend or your sister more grace than a person you're saying, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. So let's rush. Let's do that. Yeah, let's put a time limit on it. It doesn't make sense to do it because you're literally trying to figure out who that individual is internally, externally. How do they react to that? How do they take on pressure? financially where they're at. So when I say coach said it, I tell everyone, look, we start off as friends. Now, if we organically grow into something, I'm completely happy. But that takes the pressure off the table because now when you go into on a date with a person, the first thing you do is turn into a job. So you bring your representative. <laughs> Right? So that representative comes out there and I'm prim and I'm proper and everything's fantastic. I'm great because you want to be chose. So when you leave, now you have a form of anxiety. The anxiety is, are they going to call me back? Did they like me? They, no, if I go on to go get something to eat with a friend, they call me two days later. Emotionally, I'm not attached to this situation. Right. I'm just finding my friend. Me and Heather be friends. I might talk to Heather once a week. You know what I mean? Like, she knows I'm busy. If she texts me sometimes, she's like, hey, Adrian, can you do this? I might completely miss the text, but that's a friendship relationship. She understands what I'm doing. Now, if I'm courting or we're dating, if you text me, I won't take back in 35 seconds. Oh my God, what is he doing? He must not like me. You know, we've come to this place where we're building our own anxiety and frustration. We're, we're creating the, the pain, the hurt. If I rush into a relationship that's bad for me, then guess what? I literally created pain for myself. So now it's harder to get into another relationship. If you have to rush into a relationship, the one thing that most people have to understand, you're empty. It's a hole inside of you that you're trying to feel with someone else. Period. That's good. That's good. What do you think, Single, Single means wholeness. Until you become whole, yeah. you shouldn't be in a relationship no way because you're asking Adrian to be a crutch. You're asking me to make you happy. You're asking me to make you trust in you. You're asking me to, I don't want that responsibility. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't put that responsibility on any person. Right. That should be your own. Right. What's your thoughts, okay. Corey? One of the things that I find like that um, from talking to a lot of my male friends and stuff and also from my own perspective it's like once a man for marriage, I don't think he looks at people he's dating as marriage material until he's ready himself and knows that he's ready to get there. Mm. Um, a lot of times when you're dating in your 20s and in your 30s, you know, you're still trying to get find yourself. So you're not looking into the person you're dating as marriage material. You're looking to the person having fun, yeah. companionship, and things of that nature. Once you're ready, once you have your life established, you have your job, you have the money that you can financially take care of a, a woman and potentially uh, a family, then I think you start looking at the date more serious. You start thinking about, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And then when you're dating that person, once you realize that this person, you can't, you know, you can't breathe without them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all you think about. Then I think that's when you really start thinking about this person more in a marriage material. And if y'all, you know, vibing well and, you know, I think that's the start realizing, okay, this might be one. What's your thoughts, Corey? Um, I mean, I got to be honest with you, and I got to speak 
on behalf, I, I know there's a lot of educated brothers on here, but I got to speak on behalf of some of the brothers that I've been associated with. And I got to tell you, it, when it comes to the dynamics of marriage, there's not a, not a lot of guys out there that's actually looking for it. In this day and age, marriage is not what we want. It's what the woman wants. If you, if you were to take most of the men in today's society and say, hey, you know what? This woman is willing to shack up with you for the rest of your life. They're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank. You, you you think about you think about marriage, um, um, how it's changed over the years as far as what marriage was set up for when it first came to play. A man married a woman, he took him, he took on his wife, uh, you know, the, the, the parents gave hey, you taking my daughter, here's here's some it was, it was a partnership. It was supposed to be a partnership. Something came along with that marriage. Now it's it's more about for the woman. That day is for the woman. It ain't for a man. When a man gets married, we can pull to the side. We during the wedding, we get walked in from the side, and we're standing in the front. Everything stops. It's all about the bride coming down the aisle. All the music, we get snuck in through the curtain on the side. So marriage is not for the man. We're not. Most of the men, men, me in particular, not really looking for marriage. Is you get pressured into it. That's what the woman wants. Oh wow. Like the young man was saying, that's like the young man was saying, once the clock starts ticking for a woman, you get an alternative. Hey, you either marry me or else. Now I have a decision. So am I going to marry you and lose you or not marry you and lose you? Or am I going to, you know, make you happy and fall into society? Say society says we should be married. We shouldn't be shacking up. So the ideology of society is, is, yeah, I go ahead and get married. But no man, I guarantee no man is growing up waiting for their wedding day, planning their wedding day. Okay. Yeah. There should be a man, there should be a man that's sitting around saying to myself, Oh man, I can't wait to go to the store to pick out this suit. Um, something's wrong. Yeah. Men don't sit around waiting for the day of their wedding. We don't plan our wedding. Most of the men that I talk to during their wedding time, during the wedding time frame, it's what color is your wedding? Oh man, well she picked this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I uh, I picked my groomsmen. You know, and, and and that's the extent of it because that's not something that we're planning for. Yeah. We're planning for we get married. That means we get a bachelor party. That's it. <laughs> That is it. So, like I said, when it comes time for the, uh, you talk about the time frame on when uh, you should marry somebody, the average man, you said you ask them, they're willing to shack up for the rest of their life. Mm. Period. Okay. Mm. And that's, because look, that is my next question. You already answered it, Corey. How do men view marriage? <laughs> I said, you. Problems. What what's your name? I'm sorry. Corey. It's Corey. Corey. Problem child. So I'm like, okay. So uh Corey, does yes, shacking up for a guy, the guys that you hang out with, does that is that equivalent to be married? Is that equivalent yes. to Yes, yes. Because like I said, with the guys that I hang around with, I I, I hang around with a with, with a total different group of guys. Um, you, you was sitting, you, you bring them the room, they look at marriage as a piece of paper. There's nothing that's actually brought into the table when it comes down to marriage. You know, and, and like I said, a lot of women, a lot of women, they say they talk to a guy. The guy is the one that's pushing the envelope. I mean, the girl is the one that's pushing the envelope about the marriage. You know, we're not looking for, when you talk to a man, if a man is, is, is in his late 60s, late 70s, at that point, he's looking for somebody that's going to grow old with him. Somebody that's going to be there that's going to take care of him. You know, and if you, he can get a girlfriend that's going to move in and, and not bother him and they'll still have his and her towels in the bath, I'm pretty sure he's willing to do that. Okay. So you think you can have the you can have a commitment without the actual marriage. Is the commitment still the same? Whether it's or not still the same. It's still okay. the same. The only difference between that is you got a piece of paper that says y'all belong to each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. 
So again, you answered the question before I asked. So for the other guys, how do you view how do you view marriage? Corey already answered that part. How do men view marriage? Once again, once again, it's two different. It's always going to be two different levels. So we're as men, we all have different mentalities. Me, based off of my purpose, my belief system, I believe in marriage. I don't believe in let's get together and share for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. Now, Corey, the way he, you know, who he hangs out with. It could be completely different with men. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at the brothers we hang around with. I am Adam. Majority of us are marriage minded, right? So we're looking at ways to better serve in the community. We're looking at better ways to be better men. We're looking at better ways to serve our wives, even the ones we don't have, right? And I look at it. So I'm looking at this right here, just by my marriage commitment. So I've been married before. I've been divorced. Even through the pain, mine was like a, a lifetime movie, I promise you. <laughs> I should have never wanted marriage again after what went on in my divorce, right? Never. But the reality was I enjoyed marriage. I enjoyed the companionship. I enjoyed the friendship. Um, and I, I enjoyed being married. And for me and my belief system, yes, I do want to be married again. It says a man who finds a wife finds a great thing, right? So I'm looking for that because that's what I believe in. Now, every man's going to have a different opinion and understanding. And I think what we're trying to do always is find the silver bullet. One thing that we can hold on to. It's not cookie cutter. It's all based off the characteristics and the belief system of the person. When we date, we want to find the perfect scenario. It's not cookie cutter. None of this is cookie cutter. No man is going to think the exact same. Corey doesn't think the same way I am. Me and Coach, we might have different beliefs. In it. You, you see what I'm saying? But we have to find and learn that individual and stop trying to stop trying to use all of these rules that we think should fit and work in a relationship and the text message and if they don't do this and no why does man do that why do women do this but if we do this to a woman and i think that's where we get screwed up in relationships in general because we're doing things out of obligation in relationship instead of doing things out of actual love in relationship so like he said the obligation of getting married corey so if I was obligated to get married, of course I'm going to have some sort of bitterness about this thing. So I may not take it seriously. If I'm obligated to being married, if I'm obligated to clean up, so a woman believes, okay, they have to cook and they have to clean. Well, you're doing that obligation, not doing that love. So of course it's a bitterness towards it. So we have to figure out what works individual to individual mm-hmm. and stop trying to look at it as a whole, why do men do this and why do women do this? We're more alike than we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think that there's a... Uh now acceptable practice that may be acceptable so i think that acceptable shack up then that makes life easier i think that the hard part about marriage is is that shacking up isn't tough marriage is mm. i think that i think in a world that we live in today we tend to get away from what's challenging and what's hard as opposed to what's easy um i think we have a mindset that we'll stay together till this doesn't work and then you take what you had. You, I take what I had. There's, there's no commitment. There's no all in. I think there's a. I think the one thing that's that's challenging for most men today is being vulnerable. And vulnerability means totally allowing myself to be there. Men have been jaded. And I don't think that's recognized enough. Men have been emasculated. And I don't think that comes to the forefront as much. So I think there's a lot of men who literally, even if, if they've seen it in their family, seen it in their neighborhood, seen it around, I think they they have a, kind of an apprehension now of. Here's what marriage did. Marriage was broken. I don't want to be broken. So if I don't get married, maybe I can avoid the broken. So I think there's a lot of those things that factor into the decisions that we make. I want a partner. I want my best friend. I want those things. And I believe that there's a deeper commitment when someone is married. Um, I think there's a deeper commitment when you are all in. I think folks that jack up are never really all in. 
And to Corey's point, yeah, there's a commitment, but I don't think it's the same one. Because I think that there's always in the back of the mind that we're not making. And I think that right there always gives somebody an out mm-hmm. if they want one because we're not. And I just, for me, and again, I'm here. I don't want that out. I was in, I'm married for 20 years and I didn't want out. But had I had the mindset I have now, I tell folks, I'm not an advocate for divorce, but I'm more of an advocate now for mental health and taking care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you should suffer in marriage or relationships. Well, I don't think it should be a suffering. But for me, I, I guess maybe I'm, I'm still the romanticizer. I mean, I heard Corey, Corey say that men don't think about their marriages. Well, I do. I mean, I did. I thought about what that date was going to look like. Now, I, I agree with you. I don't have the preparation. I didn't do my stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I think I think it has to do with being a visionary. A lot of things that I do, I see things before they happen. So I constantly play those scenarios in my head. And so all those things. And then the other side of it, for me, as a romantic, and I, I say it all the time, I'm, I'm a throwback romantic. I'm a hopeless romantic. I, I still want me and I still exist, even though it's hard to find. I still believe that there's a woman in my life that will make me want to come home, that will make me want to do that, that we'll enjoy a lot of stuff together where she's still who she is. I want to be her biggest fan and cheerleader. I want her to be mine as well. And I think when you have that and you're all in, it changes some. But that's just for me, again, personally. So, so let me ask you a question. Were you looking for somebody to spend the rest of your life with or are you looking for somebody to marry? Because that's two different things. That's two totally different aspects. And like for me, back to the original thing that you were stating, I don't feel as though when it comes down to a time frame, if you're not giving me 100% when me and you are dating, I don't think that I'm going to get 100% from you while we're me and you. It shouldn't be I have to marry you in order to get 100% from you. Right, and I guess so if you can't bring the 100% to the table, what makes what gives me the, the idea that you're actually going to give 100% when me and you get married? And I think that's my point, Corey. I think that people aren't willing to give 100%, so let's not get married. Because that's just what you said right there. They're not giving the hundred, so let's not get married. I'm saying I want to give the hundred, and to me, I believe are giving that hundred, and that's where they are. I think marriage signifies and solidifies that. It, it says that, but I what you just said, they're not giving a hundred, so I think people are easily it's easier to shack up because look, I'm not, I'm gonna give you a lot, but I'm gonna give you this hundred because I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be vulnerable. These bills look good. <laughs> split. I mean, we straight. Right. You know, we right, get, right. But you know what? I'm still, if I want to bounce, days, I want to hear this food, and I want to go be able to do my thing. And I think that's uh, that's why I believe where we are at times. So I totally agree. Totally. Okay. okay. Mr. Uh, my thoughts on that is that uh, the institution of marriage is good, I think. Uh, what I find, though, is that the media and society has put uh, a bad stigma on marriage. If you look at most movies that you watch, they make it and all the conversations are about divorce. If you're not happy in a marriage, you get a divorce. They they right. glamorize divorce more so than working hard on a marriage. Nobody said it was going to be. So they, they they don't really show that on TV, how people work through their problem and, and figure it out. It's either, okay, if I'm not happy, I'm going to leave. If I'm not happy, I get a divorce. So that's what I find uh, kind of make it tougher for people today. You don't have that role model a lot of times in the home that, had a happy marriage that you can kind of say, okay, marriage is good. Basically, I love the way my mom and my dad stayed married yeah. for you know, whatever, whatever. I want a marriage like that. So I think if, if you're all in, then you work through the problem and, and you figure it out mm. and you stick, you stick with it. If you say I do, then you should. So, so what I'm hearing, though, is like it seems like men really 
appreciate and want to get married. Um, I don't know why women, I think we women think that guys don't like marriage, but it seemed like what I'm hearing that actually you guys appreciate the institution of marriage and the commitment that comes with that. With the right person. With the right person. But not everybody, according to Corey's group. Huh? Said not everybody. <laughs> All right. I said, this the other, I said this the other day on our show. We, we were trained to believe, and, and, and to, to Mr. Lana's point, we measure relationships, friendships, off of how many struggles we have. This is how we do this. So we, re, re, we measure friendships off of how many struggles we have. We measure relationships based off, mm-hmm. as soon as I'm not happy, I can. Mm-hmm. However, your friendship was based off of how many struggles that we go through. So we have to switch the dynamic of how we think of relationships in totality to really have a happy relationship, to really get to the marriage. Yeah. Really, you know, with the person you're going to be the rest of your life, let's say that. Okay. So with y'all wanting marriage then, right? What drives a man that's married to cheat on a woman that they love? They're going to hate me on this one. Uh-oh. What drives a man to cheat on a woman that they love? I'll be honest with you. Go ahead, Corey. A man that's happy at home, a man that's happy at home is not going to cheat. If you get everything that you need at the house, there's no need for you to go outside your marriage. Most men that are out there in the world that are cheating right now, they're lacking something at home. So, so if okay. I can go, if I can go and I can get everything I need, that woman's she, she's a freak in the sheets and a woman in the streets. There's no need for me to go. I'm, I'm at my best friend's house right now. They've been married forever in a day. Uh, and it's, it's actually it's disgusting to see because they are totally in love with each other. Mm. He doesn't step outside of his marriage because he's happy. She doesn't step outside of her marriage because she's happy. So to see these two together, it can work. But like I said, if she's not doing her part because it takes two, if she's not doing her part, she's going to go out somewhere else mm-hmm. okay. and vice versa. Okay. Were you going to say something, Coach? Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm with I'm with uh, Corey right there as well. Um, if you're happy at home, and I think the one thing that's missing is that I, I'm gonna speak for the fellas, and I hope that you all will, will echo this. <laughs> all men want is respect. Mm-hmm. You don't want much more than that. That's if you were if you respect me, then that's the place I want to be. But most of the guys that are that are cheating are being disrespected, mm-hmm. and that's just reality. So I'm telling you, for me. If you respect me, if you make me feel like I'm that dude, I'm your hero, and I'm the one that makes your world go, where am I going? Because that's what every man wants. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the inner GPS of every man. We want that woman. We want that woman who's going who's going to tell her girlfriend, "Girl, my man is this. My man is this. My man is this." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when they're with you, that that's that, that's reality. The Bible talks about how we should love our wives. We should love our wives like Christ loved church. Mm-hmm. And women are supposed to love us and follow us as we follow Christ. But when we're doing that and getting disrespected, when you're leading and that when, when you're providing and there's still the essence of you're not enough. Oh, hell, why the hell I want to stay if, if I'm doing all this and it's still not enough? And if somebody away from my home can recognize and, and, and literally look at and see, wow, my goodness, it, it presents a, and, and again, it's, it's what we're looking for. So I, I'm agree with Corey. If it's being taken care of at the house, where I got to go? Why, why do I want to go anywhere? So Grace, let me ask you something. When you say respect, can you kind of break down that? Like when you say respect, because you you mentioned, you know, you want somebody to be telling you that you're the greatest, whatever. What exactly is respect so people can understand, so women can understand that, what men mean when they want to be respected? And respect, respect it is about a authoritative uh-huh. rule over somebody. Okay. 
That's my husband. Together. We on the same page. We in this together. Everything we do is together. I got his back. He got mine. We are a team. That's what I'm talking about. When you when you want to serve me and become the man, you, you look at Genesis 3 and 6, and it, and it says that the, the women will desire to control the man. When you look at that, this is all the way back from the garden. And that's what happens a lot of times. It's the it's the woman's desire to control them. I, I, I guarantee if I ask Corey Buddy, they would tell you they don't want to get married because she's trying to change. Okay. Nine out of ten men feel like they're going to get changed if they get married. And why can't I be me? That's the one thing I lost for 20 years. That's why I'm old and TikTok man. <laughs> when I get to be me because that's me. I like having a good time. I like having fun. And like Corey said, his, uh, his buddy's house in America. I love watching parts of TikTok because I see husband and wife on TikTok doing skits together, having fun. I mean, you literally can see the energy and the fun that they're having. That's the type of stuff that I want. Mm -hmm. And those scenarios, there's no reason to go. If I can laugh with you, if I can have a good time with you, we like Trevor, but still, I don't want Keisha. Keisha. Yeah. I want to make sure that Keisha grows to be the Keisha she wants to be. Mm -hmm. But not outgrow me, me not outgrow you, but every success that we have should be duly appreciated, loved, and gone through. And, it's, and sometimes we get to the place where I bust my tail, and you're like, well, I'm working for you. You're like, well, you ain't never home. <laughs> well, come on now. I mean, How can I win? And that's what, you, that's what you tend to feel like. I can't win here. No matter what I do, I can't win. So do you try to tell the, the your wife or your significant other that there's a problem before you go out and cheat? Oh, absolutely. I, I, think, I think women have it. I, I, and once again, I go back and forth. Again, so we're saying it's a man and woman thing. The reason men cheat is the same reason women cheat. So years ago, I read this. Right? The reason you already study it, and it asks, why do men cheat? So this is one of the time I got a relationship. I was deep in studying relationships. So I read through all of these, um, uh, excuse me, psychologists, marriage counselors, uh, pastors, people who dealt with cheating spouses. Mm -hmm. So out of all the 30 plus that actually commented on this thing, 71% of them said it was based off of emotion. 71%. So while most women believe that another a big button to smile is going to make their man run, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. It has to do with emotion. So now, me as a man, I am words of affirmation. When coaches talking about respect, we're talking about what's coming out of your mouth. So if you look at John Gottman, who can actually, um, who can actually, uh, what is it? He can actually break down to ninety five percent if you're going to be able to stay in a marriage and now. He can predict within 95%, is this marriage going to work or is this not going to work? He uses the four horsemen, right? And the four horsemen break down to criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. So criticism, how a woman speaks to a man is disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So what you're really saying to a man when you think you're asking him a whole bunch of questions, get to know uh, what really happened, you're saying, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. So when you're yelling and screaming, you're saying, I don't love you. I don't care about you. It's something different being said that most women don't realize is being said. So after you go through this toxic relationship, you go through this relationship of a woman who's constantly disrespecting you, guess what? Another woman is clapping for him while you're tearing him down. That's why that man cheated because emotionally he was deprived of something that was in his own household. Mm -hmm. She appreciated him more than you appreciated him. He's not cheating because of big button smile. Now, you do have the 29% that have the sexual addiction, that have lack of self-control, who really don't care. That's not the majority. That's very much the minority. So if you're emotionally broken and you get into a relationship with, with a man, and now you're taking your brokenness and putting it on him, you're more likely, because of your mouth, 
pushing your man to cheat than it has to do with you physically at all. Mm. I think a lot of women don't understand that. The way you communicate with a man, the way you talk to him, it's a ratio, five to one. Five to one ratio, right? For every one positive, for every one negative emotion, you must have five positive emotions to overcome that one negative. So imagine if you're the type of woman who loves to bicker all the time. You're the type of woman that loves to nag all the time. Eventually, that negativity is going to push that person. And it's not, no, this is the way I talk. They don't understand. No, you're saying something completely different than you're saying to that Mm. man. So if that man is telling you, listen, I can't deal with this nagging. I can't deal with you talking to me like this. If he's getting frustrated with that, shut up and listen to what he's saying. Because what he's really saying is you're telling me you don't want to be. You're telling me you don't love me. You're too aggressive right here. And I'm not liking this right now. But then the old girl is clapping for him. So guess what? After a while, him missing that emotion in a relationship, he's going to see it in her. And when he says, I don't know why I cheated, he really doesn't know why he cheated. Mm. All he knows is she made me feel better than what was going on right here. Right. Wow. 29%, Heather, that mm-hmm. cheat for the physical, mm-hmm. that never lasts anyway. You know what I'm saying? So when it's just about that, that's all it is. It's a, it, it's a booty call. And that's more or less what's not happening physically at home. Mm. What's happening at home is, like Doc says, 71% is communication. Right. I, I don't have a problem communicating. This is what I do for a living. So me not talking to somebody doesn't, I'm going to talk. And when it's not there, it's just really not there. But I was more, I was married to the institution than I was to the healthy, to the healthy part of me. So I was going to hang in there because that's what I was, that's what I was taught. Everybody, I, I didn't grow up around them. Mm-hmm. My mother, father married 40 something years, grandmother married 50, other grandparents married 50 years. I didn't grow up around them. My thing was you get married, you hang in there. And I married somebody who didn't have that same philosophy. So she'd been married before me. Her mother had been married multiple times. So there was never any, it was always, hey, whatever. So, and again, looking back at it, the red flags that I did saw, see, I ignored them because I felt the depth of my love was so strong that I could love somebody be different. And I learned the hard way that you can't. Right. And those are the lessons that I truly learned. You can't self- love someone to change and you can't fall in love with somebody's potential. Mm. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Anything, Mr. Linwood? They covered it all, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did. They covered it all. I think, you know, everything they said was on point, especially the part about the communication right. and, and the respect. I mean, those are the things that, that men want mm-hmm. when they go home. They don't want to go home to, you know, hell. Right. They wanna, you know, they want to come home to peace and right. somebody telling them, I missed you and I want, it, I want you wow. to have to say this, if anybody's listening to this podcast, go get the book, and this will change my whole perspective. Go get the book, Love and Respect. Yes. It's biblical, right? And I see every failed relationship in that book. I understood exactly what on after we love. Made me respect. We love is a big principle. What is it? So every love time you take away the respect from a man, we love because it's yeah. this cycle. He pulls away love. So what you do is trying to get the love, you go back at him with more contempt, right? And you're going to make him listen to you. Okay, so guess what? He feels disrespected, and so he pulls away love again. So it's a vicious cycle that takes place, and it all starts with the communication, how you speak to him. He feels disrespected, he pulls your love away. You get mad because you're going to make him listen to you. You see what I'm saying? It's a cycle that takes place, but it all starts with how you communicate. Love and respect, I'm telling you, it changed it changed my whole, it took me down a whole other path. Okay, good. All right, so the last question that we have, and again, remember this came from a couple women, twenty over 20 women that we asked. The last one is, why do some men act as if a woman should pursue them and attempt to win them over? Uh, again. You want me to repeat it again? Yeah, 
Why do some men act as if a woman should pursue them and attempt to win them over? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta say this one. First of all, that's a personal question. Like, that, that's something she's dealing with. Um, <laughs> that's something she's dealing with. Because the great reality is, I can pursue all day, and men and women do the exact same thing. Right. You get what I'm saying? You've pursued a woman heavily, and if you don't pursue her at a certain level and call amount of times or text at certain times, then all of a sudden, you like, it's, it's too, that's a personal thing. Yeah. That's an individual character that she's dealt with, mm-hmm. and they call her back. And she felt like he wanted me to pursue her. I'm sorry, it's it's individual. It's not, I can't even answer to that. It's right. an individual thing. It's not every man. I, I would say that based on that, um, I know I felt like that at times because I felt like that I had so much that I would like to know that somebody's interested. Mm-hmm. Because I think as a man in recording, again, what we tend to is we tend to put our best foot. We have to ask you. We have to pay. We have to do all those things. So it's like. I would like to know that at some point you like me enough to do something. You know, and I, I made this statement. I made this statement a thought a long time ago. If I was a woman, I wouldn't pay for dinner next, the rest of my damn life. But I said that. I would take I would let me take me out every day. Yeah, we got because because that's the that's the system. That's the way it's set up. <laughs> Thank you with dinner. I'm going over. and that, that's the mindset. So I think for me. And I said earlier, I think men have been hurt. And I don't think people acknowledge that enough. I don't think that because we're supposed to have resilience and bounce back. So we're supposed to act like we're not hurting. Mm-hmm. When you said, why do men act like they want somebody to pursue them? Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think it's acting. I think it's hurt. And they want to know that if I, I've done this, I've gone all in and mm-hmm. here's what's happened. I've gone all in and, and done this. And I'm like, you know what? This time I, I ain't going all in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go here and see if, if she coming. Because the last couple of experiences I've had going all in, Here's what it got me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the other thing that Doc talked about, I said it's the Doc. I said, I have guys telling me, Corey, tell me if your, 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 your fellow talking like this. I've had guys tell me that when they go out with a girl one time, then they don't, they're not supposed to call her for two days. See? Because they want to wait and have her wondering what, you know, what, what I'm really doing. And what, I mean, this is literally, mm-hmm. they were telling me, Coach, this, this is how they roll now. This is what you do, Coach. You take somebody out. Then you don't call them for a couple of days. You just let them sweat that thing out for them. And then you hit them back. It's like this crazy. They selling courses on this type of behavior. <laughs> selling courses what? on this, this whole new game. And I'm like, I can't do that. I don't. If I like you and I want to talk to you, I'm not going to try to hold out for two or three days to position it to where you chasing me. And I think, Heather, I think the dynamics of it are that way because you have women that are enterprising singles now that are making more money. Doc and I talked about this before. 47% of women in the world make more money than men. So I think now it's no longer man courting. It's women being equal, maybe women being here. And I think the kind of the roles are reversed now. Because mm-hmm. I've heard women say, well, he better bring something to the table or we not going to do something. He better at least bring what I'm bringing to the table. So it is. It's like, well, hold on. You know, it's like, whoa, right. hold on a minute. It wasn't that way before. Yeah. And now it's that way. So now you want me, so I think guys are getting to that place to where some of us have been for money, some of us have been in that position, and I just think it becomes a defense mechanism. And again, it's part of us need to remain vulnerable, need to remain transparent, but we're, we're just like people too. Like Doc said, it's a people thing. Men get hurt too. And when it's not acknowledged, when it's not talked about, when it's overlooked, when it's dismissed, guys will say, you know what, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. And I believe that that's what leads to the shock up theory. That look, this way, I can get the booty, I can do what I got to do, I can, my bills will be right, and 
I can still go out and do my thing because I done been down this road too many times. But if I can get this, so I can get 80% of this, 85% of this right, right, I can manage the other 15% in my favor. But when it's 50-50 or, it's, or you on the other side of it, God, God, leave my bank account. <laughs> yeah, God help you if you come into it with less than, right. well, you going to wear that one the whole time because they're going to remind you that you ain't got nothing. What you got is mine. You moved into their house. I mean, it's it's, it's a dynamic shift that's crazy mm-hmm. because when we, when we, and we talked about this before, and I said this, I said, if a man was to stay home, keep your bread one, right? And I was to stay home with the kids and kids in school and I'm playing golf, I'm hitting happy hour, but the house is clean, everything you want, you go home and it's cool and I got access to all the money and I can do what I want to without asking how that's going to feel. Y'all be like, oh, hell no, that ain't working. No, huh? But that's exactly what you want from us. Y'all want to be able to go to nails yeah. and go to that kind of stuff. And we spoke, I told you, it's, it's, it's a crazy two-way street. Y'all not going to give us access to the money, but y'all kind of want, and I'm not saying you're abusing it, but if you're going to buy groceries, you ain't got to call me and ask. You want to get your nails done, no time thing. If I'm the man, I'm supposed to be having that. But if the roles are reversed, yeah, and I start playing golf four or five days a week and drinking to, you know, with all that kind of stuff, y'all will have a bit about that. <laughs> if I'm just spending money, I'm going out and getting, my, my 16 pairs of Timberlands and my t- yo, no, 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 no. But y'all have four, five, six different bags and all right, that. Right. It's a different game. So I think that when it comes down to the, the, the mindset is completely challenging. I think change the dynamic of what's acceptable relationships. Right. And I think navigate and mediate relationships where they're comfortable as opposed to where they're maybe right or wrong or successful or non-successful. It's more what's comfortable. Right. It's working good. They would do that together. That, that, we'll make that happen. Mm. All right. Anything else you guys want to add to that? It just seems to me that men, it's very simple for you guys. Like, you want respect. You want better communication. And if you have all of that, I think relationships will work out. And women need to understand that. And just, it's just simple. It's not as complicated as we think it is. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to put out already. You think you got to put out? Y'all be good. But I'm saying, but you're right, Keisha, it's, it's not deep with us. Yeah, it's not, not that. It becomes deep when you don't get, you all want us to get to know you, you don't want to get to know us. Mm-hmm. Right, right. True. Okay. And I always look at James, James 4 and 1. Where does all the fussing, fussing and fighting come from? Does it not come from a place inside of you? So majority of the arguing, the fussing, the anger, the bitterness, that's, that's going on inside of you. It's not the other person. Right. So you have to figure out what's going on in here. Like, what kind of scenarios are you putting together in your own mind to say, you know, what they're trying to get over on me? Um, no, he doesn't. Like, you have to deal with what's going on here right. before you can deal with someone else. So, Adrian, I want to ask you, for the book you said, Love and Respect, there were four things you said. What were they? Well, that, that's not in that book. That's by God. Godman is the four horsemen. So it's contempt. Where are you, Coach? Contempt. Criticism, contempt. Um, uh, stonewalling, criticism, content, stonewalling, and uh, okay, defensiveness, 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 and that's the four. What's that book's the name of that book? Four Horsemen. It's by um Dr. John Gottman. Okay, cool. But it's not called Four Horsemen. That's fine. All right, guys, my my co-host, do you want to add anything else before we? This has been good. Good. Thank you. No, I like this. Yeah. It's been very enlightening. Yes, it is. All right, guys. I really appreciate y'all being so candid. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add that we need to know before we hang up? Uh, no. Nope. All right, let's do it again. All right. Sounds great. Can do y'all want to Thank you. Do y'all want to put out your handles, your social media handles so people can follow you? 
on Instagram or Facebook? At the real GM on Instagram, uh, Grayson Marshall, Grayson Marshall on Facebook. Okay. And um, you'll find me wherever I am. Okay. Instagram, Dr. Adrian A. Gentry. Facebook, Dr. Adrian A. Gentry. And I know Corey's not a very big social media person, but. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Linwood? No, I'm good also. All right. Thank you. Well, you know, y'all can follow us on I Got You Podcast and all our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. But I really appreciate y'all being on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right.